You're listening to the Father's House Podcast. We're in Owensboro, Kentucky. Hope you guys enjoy. If you guys want more information, you can go to thefathershouseky.com. today. (laughs) Oh, it's so good to be here this morning with you. Thank you, babe. Give it up for Steve. Such a good helper. If you walked into this room this morning feeling overwhelmed, feeling like you're in a season where you're in the valley, feeling like you're in a season of despair, you came to the right place. I just want to speak into you for just a second that song. I hear those chains falling. If you feel like that you are in prison and you have chains on you, I just want you to know that you're not bound this morning to that. That God is going to speak to you this morning if you're really open to receive from his word a powerful word that I have been meditating on this week that I believe he wants to release over you to remind you of his goodness, to remind you of his faithfulness. Instead of staying in the pit, today you're going to come up from the place of despair and lean into his gratefulness and his faithfulness. Amen? Amen. So if you will, this morning, just put your hands out in front of you and say this with me. Say, Lord, I receive everything that's from you. And if it's not from you, I don't receive it. So, Father, we just thank you that you speak through me all that you want and close my mouth. I say any fear, any um, anxiety, any expectation that I feel right now, I just release off of myself. And I fully rely on you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, I am going to do something, a lot of things very different than what I normally do. Uh, I believe that I am in a season of leaning in and trusting the Lord more. Uh, he gave me a vision of me looking like a UFO in the sky. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I just had an encounter with the Lord. And when I say an encounter, like sobbing tears for two hours, I could not stop crying. And he kept showing me this picture. And I said, well, why am I a UFO, Lord? He said, because the world needs something different to look at, to be drawn to that they've never experienced before. And a lot of you in this room are called to something that looks very foreign to the world because God is wanting his people to come to a place of an encounter with him that they've never had before. So if you have a business, it's gonna look different. If you're a writer, it's gonna look different than what everything that's around you. If you're a youth and you're called to something, another college that your friends aren't called to, guess what? It's because you're called to be different. Everybody say different. I don't wanna be like the world. I've experienced it. And nothing about it is satisfying. Nothing. 
I promise you, if you are young and you're seeking the Lord right now and you're going back and forth, I promise you the reason why you're going back and forth is because you've never found anything that's been satisfying in the world and you come over here, but then you get drawn back in. There's nothing that will ever fill that void in you in the world. This is not a part of my notes, so I'm speaking to some of you right now, I believe, that God is wanting to get a hold of us this morning to take us to a place in our despair, in the time. I know there's a lot of heavy things going on in the world right now, and we could stay in that place or sit with the Lord in that place and be reminded of what he's done for us. Amen? Amen. So this morning, I'm going to turn in... Philippians. If you have a Bible, you can turn with me this morning. Um, you know, normally I have three points. The Lord's actually challenging me to come out from the normal. So I'm going to do a couple of things that I've never done before this morning. Are y'all ready for something different? Yeah, me too. Let's go. Philippians. I'm going to verse 12, chapter 1. It says, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me, here Paul is, he's in prison for sharing the gospel, and um, he says, I want you to know, he's speaking to the Philippians, he says, I want you to know that what has happened to me has actually really served to advance the gospel. And I just think about him, you know, what was looming over him possibly could have been execution. And it really brought some things back to me um, for my situation, I have a 15-month-old that doesn't sleep through the night, and I've been in this season of, like, desperation, of weariness, tired. I've been tired. I'm, like, desperate, like, Lord, please, what is it? Show me, Lord. How do we get him to sleep? Last night, 11.30, 2.30, 4.30, I mean, it's always all the time different. And he said, Well, actually, Faith, I want you to look at it from a different perspective. He said, I've actually been wooing you in the middle of the night to speak to you. Do you remember the 10 years that you believed me for the gift that you're holding in your hands that you've longed to rock to sleep because you've longed to have a child? He said, Actually, you could probably go off of two hours of sleep pretty easily because it's not in your own strength that you're doing things anyway. It's in my strength. I was like, dang it. I just want some sleep. I think it's good to be honest with the Lord. Really, Lord, are you sure that's really what you want? I love what Melissa Helser says. She's like, I had these like arguments with the Lord and all the time he always wins. And I always am like, oh, why am I arguing? Just submit, Melissa, she says. Just submit. What is he saying to you right now in your season of despair? And maybe you haven't asked. I didn't ask, but he came in and he began to speak to me about Paul here. He said, think about Paul. Here he is. He's sitting in prison and he said, this purpose is to advance the kingdom of God. Pastor Mike, last week, if you didn't listen to it, he said, God uses, he's actually calling the broken people, the broken things of the world to fix and to advance the gospel. Your story, your testimony is not for you. It's to advance the gospel. This is what Paul is saying. He's like, actually, 
He's not even thinking about the faithfulness and the gratefulness of God. So here I was sitting with my baby and the Lord corrected me. He's like, get your heart your heart perspective different faith. So I began to recount all the faithfulness of God over my life. And then I began to speak and prophesy over his life. I thank you, Lord, that he will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you have a helpmate for him. I began to pray for him. But Paul just didn't do that. You know what he did? He began to encourage other people from his place that could have been despair. I'm like, wow, he took it to the next level. He didn't sit and was downtrodden. He began to encourage people around him. He began to write letters to people around him, encouraging them. It is so good. I'm going to go to Philippians 4. Nayeli, just go ahead and come on up, girl. See, I'm going to do something different. I was in youth this week, just observing, and uh, give it up for Nayeli. We've kind of talked, but we don't really know. Nayeli, just sit here. I'm just going to ask the Lord what he wants to do, okay? Awesome. Isn't she beautiful? This woman has, um, I'm going to call you a woman because you're really um, a woman of God. Uh, Has a call of God on her life. I went to youth on Wednesday, and I was like, dang it, she's preaching what I'm going to speak on Sunday. And she was, took 20 minutes and was encouraging her circle of influence, And some of it probably went over their head because it was so deep. And I believe I'm going to let her share for a few minutes whenever I feel led to. But we've got to give place for the next generation. And I'm going to allow for that to happen today just because I felt the presence of the Lord all over it. So if you go on to Philippians, uh, he just kept writing letters. And he says, Philippians 4, verse 8, it says, Finally, brothers... Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise. Everybody say worthy of praise. Think about these things. Here he is in prison, in his despair. Think about these things wherever you are in your walk with the Lord. Some of you have family members that have been sick, and you're like, when is this ever going to release? Begin to recount the faithfulness of God. Begin to think about Jesus dying on the cross. I was listening to Alexa, and all of a sudden this old song came on, Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Y'all know that song, don't you? And it was such a reminder of me of when the Lord saved me and rescued me. And I'm like, man, he took me out of my despair here when I was in the lowest of low places. That why is this any different for the Lord right now? It's not different for you. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever for you. So if you've been a season of despair, it's time to recount the faithfulness of God over your life and begin to be grateful. He said, 
I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you've received your concern for me. He said, don't be worried about me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Now that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. In every season, in every situation, I am to be content. And how do I do that? I keep my eyes fixed on him. Whatever is holy, whatever is pure, whatever is admirable, think upon these things. Amen? Nayeli, tell us, just from a perspective of walking with the Lord, how many years have you walked with the Lord? Um, I think eight. Eight. Tell us, what do you think, like, in your place of despair, what you've walked through, what was it, just about five minutes, of helped you come out of that place? So, whenever, (laughs) I'm sorry, never (laughs) So, basically, um, I went through this really rough patch of, like, this whole anxiety period for a while, and I could tell that all kind of started whenever my heart's focus was on the things of the world, and whenever I started to look at the things that the devil was throwing at me, that's whenever I stopped seeing that the, th- the things that God was doing for me. Whenever we stop focusing on the plans that he has before you and start looking back at the things you've already been through and focusing on the wrong, that's whenever I could kind of see things were getting rocky in my life, and that's whenever my whole focus was taken away from the sun and focused toward the world, and that's whenever things just really started going downhill but we have this authority in Christ that we're able to take a hold of our heart and take a hold of our heart's posture and focus on him and everything and whenever we take that authority and we walk in him then we don't have to be situational with our feelings and with the amount of praise that we give because we don't serve a situational God so whenever we take control of the things that we have going on in our life and we let him lead us through those things that's whenever we see things change Amen. Give it up for Nayeli. Thank you, Nayeli, for sharing. Yeah, did you guys catch that word situational? Situations in our life will cause us to be in a place of despair if we allow them to keep us in the valley instead of coming up on the mountain with the Lord. So we cannot allow situations to move us. Gratitude gets our eyes off of our despair and situation and on the eyes of our Father and what he has done for us. I began to think about what would happen if we began to ask the Lord to advance his kingdom in our problems, in our tribulations, in our despairs. What would happen if we change our perspective to look for God in the times of despair, when we're exhausted, when we want to give up, when we want to throw in the towel? You know, whenever Steve and I were fostering, Uh, It was exhausting. And we went through this training of how to bond with our kids. And they told me the exact opposite of what I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear, give them a time out. Everybody get a time out. Go to the other end of the room so I can take a breath. And I'm not saying that's the wrong thing to do. But they were like, kids that have come from trauma need a time in. They need to come close. They need to connect with you. What would happen if our, in our times of despair that we don't take a time out from God, but we come closer? You know, Psalm 23, it says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. It says, he's prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So we can either run 
or sit at the table with the Lord, even in our brokenness. Even in when I'm exhausted in the middle of the night. Even if you're at the hospital right now and you just are like, I have nothing left to fight. God has already fought the battle for you. Now it's time for you to sit at his table, receive from him, and come up out of that place of despair by truly trusting in him and loving him and receiving everything that he has for you in this season. And so as I was sitting with the Lord and I began to think like, Lord, what is it that you want me to share with your people? He said, one thing, only one thing. And I'm glad it was short today. It worked out great for me because I didn't have any points. I didn't have a lot. But the one thing he said, he said, Faith, I want you to ask the congregation, if you were to write a psalm about your life, what would it say? About all of the heartache and the pain and the affliction that you felt in your life, but then wrapping it around Where has God been faithful? His faithfulness for you. When you were a child, when you were a teenager, when you were in your 20s, when you were in your 30s, the small things, the big things. Think about where has he been faithful to you? And I had a friend call me and she began to tell me, Um, she's like, the Lord told me to share this with you. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. This is a psalm. I'll just share it on Sunday. And the Lord's like, no, 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 no. That's not your story to share. He said, you have a story, Faith. If you're going to ask people to share their story, you've got to share your story. And so I sat down with the Lord and I wrote a little psalm. And I want you to do the same. I want you to think about Paul in his despair and how he begin to encourage people that you have a psalm to say and to sing over your life. Not just a place of despair, but a place of gratefulness and God's faithfulness. Amen? So my psalm would say, from counterfeit to authentic. I thought I'd never be in this place, a place that seems so risky, super vulnerable, A place where fear could override me and tell me that I'm just not good enough. I've tasted what the world has had to offer and it does nothing for me. Money, influence, status, it's all fake, phony, and counterfeit. You could see it all over my life like a pen they use on a $100 bill. On the outside, it looks oh so real. But if you look closely, it's just a print, not a part of who I was. I was hiding behind the fine print because I knew the cost. I knew at a young age my call to ministry, but years of disappointment, hurt, embarrassment left me in despair to even know how to step back into that place. But my God, in his faithfulness, in his loving kindness, ever so gently kept wooing me into this place of his love of his safety and his plan as I began to rest and learn to be authentically me, the one he's created me to be. And looking back at the years of his faithfulness and being grateful that I went through it all, I can honestly say that, makes me now want to surrender 
to even more of what he wants to do to see his faithfulness. And my role here at the Father's house is to help equip you to get where God wants you, for you to come out of the counterfeit that the enemy has had for you all along, and to be authentically who God has called you to be. Will you stand with me this morning? He's ready to write your story, more of your story. He's ready for you to stop playing church. He's ready for you to stop hiding because it's going to cost you something. He's tired of you staying in your despair because he wants you to get healing and wholeness, but it's going to cost you to take a risk. And the risk is to trust that he's safe. I don't know about you, church, but I don't want to be counterfeit. I don't want to counterfeit what God has for me. I don't want half of what God has for me. I want it all. I want the value of relationship and intimacy with him because I know nothing else will have the value that that has over my life. Prayer team, will you come on up this morning? Listen, I know that we all go through seasons of despair. We all go through seasons that are hard. I mean, I'm tired. You know, I eat junk food when I'm tired. Then I don't work out. And then it's just like this spiral effect. I just had to get a hold of myself. I'm like, what in the world is going on? I want pizza. I don't even like pizza, really. But that's how, what the enemy wants for you is situational, right? He wants every relationship, every situation to hinder you from what God has. But let's just say today I'm not going to stay in my despair. I'm going to start recounting the faithfulness of God. I'm going to say that he's good and his mercy endureth forever. That great is his faithfulness over my life. If I'm speaking to you in any way today... I want you to just make your way down here. We have a prayer team that wants to pray with you this morning. Man. Psalm 23, verse 4, it says, Even when your path takes me through the valley of the deepest darkness, fear will never conquer you. For God already has conquered. Your authority is in my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast, even when my enemies dare to fight. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my cup overflows. If you're ready for ignite in your heart, like Pastor Mike said, I don't think it's a coincidence that he said the word ignite. We, we sang about chains falling, and now God's saying, come up out of the pit of despair. It's time for you to change the way you see your situation and begin to look at me. What is holy? What is pure? What is admirable? Think upon these things, faith. 
It's time for you to change the way that you think and the way that you respond. Let's just all close our eyes for a minute this morning. I want you to really search like, Lord, how's my attitude? How's my heart? What's broken that I need you to come in and sit with me at the table for a while and heal? The table is so big of the Lord's. There's room for you at the table to just sit and process with him this morning. You don't have to come and eat and leave. In our time of despair, he wants us to sit at the table with him and to receive from him. If you need something from the Lord today, the altar is open. Father, I just pray and release everybody who has wanted to stay stuck, who's wanted to stay in the despair because it's just easier. It is. It's easier to have a bad attitude. But that's not what God wants. And it's not helping and encouraging other people around you to stay. Let's be like Paul. Let's say, I'm going to advance the kingdom of God through the testimony of God in my life. Because I'm going to choose to think about what's holy, what's honorable, what's praiseworthy unto you, God. I'm going to sing praise even in my despair. Even when I'm exhausted, even when I feel broken, I'm going to sing my praise to you, Lord, because I know you can come in and fix what's broken on the inside of me. And if there's any of you this morning, we have a couple of words of knowledge. If you're experiencing, here's so it's so beautiful. The Lord is continuing to speak through this message and through our whole service, our pre-service, our prayer team. They said, if you're experiencing much discouragement and trials and adversity today, the altar's open for you. If you have pain in your toe on the right foot, we serve a healing God that wants to heal you today. If you want prayer, you can come up. Anyone with a heart for missions. If you feel like God is calling you, not just overseas, but in your job, you feel like a missionary. I'm a missionary on my field of work, and I need encouragement. I need to know that I'm doing the Lord's work. Come get prayer. Someone's having issues with their esophagus. If you need prayer this morning, come down. Father, we just thank you. This is a new season of gratefulness. No more despair. I speak to despair of no hope, and I say hope arise. Let faith arise in every enemy of despair to be shattered in the name of Jesus. Bring hope, God, to situations that just seem hopeless right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And if you're here this morning and you don't have a relationship with God, if you haven't been living for God, you've just been sinning and living your own way, Today is an opportunity from, from turning from the old way of living to God's plan for your life. 
He sent his son Jesus to die on a cross to shed innocent blood for you. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that Jesus died and rose on the third day, that you will be saved, that there's a place in eternity for you. If you need salvation today, you can come down and pray. If you need healing today, whatever you have need of, our God is a God that will supply every need. Amen? Amen. Well, church, enjoy your Sunday. Be blessed. Don't forget, next week is small group sign up. You want to get connected. Be blessed in Jesus' name.